Hi and welcome back to another episode of Millennialism with me, Adam Gavin. Every week I sit down to chat with a guest about a topic that interests me at the moment. I've had entrepreneurs, award-winning authors, esteemed academics, pioneering filmmakers, TED speakers, and friends come on the show to discuss everything from social media to health, business, culture, self-development to global travel, and much, much more. Millennialism is the podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about maneuvering life as a millennial in the 2020s. Not that I always have the answer, but I do enjoy the conversations to kind of discuss how to best do it. Sorry for my terrible English there. Um, anyway, with everything that's been going on in the last couple of weeks, especially um, the riots, protests around the world for Black Lives Matter and uh, George Floyd and this incredible movement, um, I've really had to kind of think about myself, how I use my own platform, however small or insignificant it may be to kind of promote equality and all that stuff. And even though I, you know, see myself as a pretty knowledgeable person, I can obviously never fully understand what it's like to be discriminated against or anything like that. I'm a white, privileged straight man from a rich European country so it's obviously very hard so I've been wanting to make a couple of episodes about um, kind of use this platform to educate myself and, and also the listeners of course um, about what it's actually like to to live um, with that kind of oppression and, and always feeling that um, so I've, I've reached out to a couple of my African-American friends in the US to see if they uh, wanted to come on the show to kind of talk about their everyday life and experiences with uh, either police brutality or just discrimination, racism, and all that. We've not been able to schedule anything yet, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll be able to, to make an episode like that. I also reached out to my old history professor in college. I took a class called uh, African Americans and the Age of Slavery because I kind of wanted to get uh, an historic perspective on on the issue of racism, especially in the US, but also around the world. I think it's a problem that, you know, all countries are facing. And I really hope that this movement will bring some, some change with it, uh, some real change, not just talk. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna leave that discussion and hopefully I'll be able to make a couple of episodes uh, about it in more detail. Today, however, because I've been kind of working and trying to schedule this, I haven't been able to get, you know, any other guests on my show. I've been so focused on, on making these kind of episodes that if, if it's, I don't know, it's felt pointless in a way to, to make anything else. But I also want to put out an episode every week without any exception. Um, so I thought I would follow a pretty popular format in podcasting and just talk about six things that I've been thinking about, listening to, or consuming basically over the last couple of weeks, especially in the last week. Um, I'm calling it Six Bullet Friday. Um, I'm sure a lot of you are, are aware of the email list Five Bullet Friday, so I'm just kind of stealing that. All right, so I'm gonna start my Six Bullet Friday with what I'm watching. I guess inspired by recent events, I decided to watch When They See Us on Netflix, which is a four episode miniseries and it is about five young teenagers in New York who are accused of rape uh, who are accused of raping a woman 
1989 in Central Park. Despite having no proof or nothing like that, the only thing the police had to go on was their um, coerced interrogation tapes. So they confessed to it after being interrogated without their parents, without a lawyer or anything for hours and hours on end. Uh, they didn't get any food or anything. And it it, it made me pissed, really pissed off to watch, uh, which I'm sure everyone who's watched it can relate. But anyway, the four episodes kind of follow their story from being uh, wrongfully sentenced to between 5 and 15 years in prison and uh, juvie. And you can see these kids um, dealing with, well, obviously juvie. But then one of the kids, 16-year-old Corey Wise, played by Jarell Jerome in this series. Um, he ends up in, he's the only one who goes to jail, and the last episode, I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything from this show, you should just watch it, but uh, it's it's brutal to watch, um, you know, it just pisses you off, it makes you cry, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to give away too much, if you want to, you can, this is based on true stories, you can find everything on Wikipedia or online, but please just watch the show, it's absolutely brilliant, and it highlights a lot of the same issues that I think are still very present today. So um, definitely watch that. And the show actually ends with the song that I've been listening to most this week, which is Moon River by um, Frank Ocean. And after doing some more research, I found out that it's actually not by Frank Ocean. It was written about like 60 years ago, and it was in the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, I believe. And the song kind of represents a very classic drama, uh, that of a person who leaves home, which is typically a small place, to search for fame, fortune, and happiness in a bigger place, to never be able to return or feel fully at home ever again. Uh, and it's I, I've heard the song by Frank Ocean before watching this movie, but after kind of seeing that in the end of the show, When They See Us, um, it kind of gave another layer to that song, and it's, it's brilliant and which it's probably the song that I'm gonna end this podcast with as well. But anyway, listen to it, it's a great song. And the next thing on my Six Bullet Friday list is what I'm reading. I was recently given this book by a friend called uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I've been wanting to do, read this for a very long time. I haven't been able to get my hands on it. I wanted to buy a used one, but it's so new. So, um, but anyway, a friend of mine gave it to me and um, it's a biography or a memoir by David Goggins himself and a fellow kind of ghostwriter. Uh, and it's, it's a great book. Um, I don't know if you know anything about David Goggins, but he's an ex-Navy SEAL. He is a, a triathlete and ultra marathon runner. I, I have no idea about his stats. He also used to, to hold the, the world record for most pull-ups in a day. I think it was 4,030, which is pretty insane. But he, he's just a very fascinating dude. And um, it's about his kind of screwed up childhood growing up um, with a very abusive father who didn't give a shit about him. And then his, he says in, in the book, I'm like halfway through now, but he says in the book himself that his life was basically hell. It was just a long nightmare, uh, and he was, you know, he was also the only black kid in his community, and he had to. He had so many challenges growing up, and then he got like put on a lot of weight. He got very fat, and then his life was 
basically just falling apart. And then he found this goal that he wanted to be a Navy SEAL, uh, so he had to drop. But the problem was that he was like 290 pounds, and he had to, in order to for him to be able to take the tests and everything, he had to drop to 190 in about three months. So he dropped 100 100 pounds in three months, and studied. He was he had also had some like learning disabilities, but he overcame that and eventually got into the Navy SEAL training. And then. Um, you know, going through a hell week, I'm sure you've heard about that, how tough that is, and he describes that in great detail, and uh, it's, it's a great book so far, I'm like halfway through and I can't wait to, to finish it. So the next thing is a YouTube account I cannot get enough of, it's called Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. The channel hasn't really been active for like the last two years, but he has about, I don't know, 20-30 videos, and the concept for each and every video is to um, make up a word for a feeling or an emotion that has no word yet. So I'm just kind of looking over some of the titles here right now. Uh, so one example would be Coinophobia, the fear that you've lived an ordinary life. And there are a bunch of these videos. Uh, or here, another one, uh, Zeno Sign, the sense that time keeps going faster. All the videos are super interesting and exciting. And they're also very poetic, beautifully written, very very nicely narrated by the author himself. And I'm doing such a terrible job explaining what it's about, so I'm just gonna let him do it himself here. There's no word in the English language for the desire to disappear, or the eerie tension of a looming thunderstorm, or a spark of eye contact that can leave you blinded for days, or the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. No word for the wistful foreboding of the first sign of autumn, or the instinctive tendency to see someone as you knew them in their youth. No word for the moment you began to fear that your life would follow a sequence of predictable milestones, or the fear that it might never happen that way. No word for the suspicion that you were utterly unique, the suspicion that you were utterly not. The fear that there is no frontier left. You've already felt everything you're ever going to feel. My name is John Koenig, and this is the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows, a new web series on the TestTube network. Our mission is to fill all the holes left in the language and give them each a name. The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows, for lack of a better world. So yeah, if you want to check it out, if it sounds interesting, just type in um, Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows on YouTube. Alright, so the last point, the last bullet here on my little list is a quote that I've been pondering. And it is by Yusuf Karsh. Karsh. I have no idea how to pronounce his name, I know absolutely nothing about him. But I saw this quote on Facebook, posted by someone else like a few weeks ago. Uh, anyway, it's character like photograph develops in darkness. I think he was a photographer, which is probably why he uses that. But I think it's very interesting to think about, especially now in these seemingly dark times. Depending on how you see, how you you know what perspective you have, um, I think it's it's very helpful because whenever you are feeling down, it's sometimes hard to find any positive things to kind of cling on to. But if you know that you're putting in work, um, you know, you're, you're working hard, but you're just not getting, getting any recognition for it, or it doesn't seem to give any results yet, uh, I think this is kind of comforting to know that 
the darkness when no one is watching, no one is seeing anything you do, you develop at least character, and uh, I've heard this other kind of analogy about, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, I think like the bamboo theory or, or something like that. And it's essentially like bamboos, you know, they're grown for, they're, they're known for growing very fast, but it takes them like five years before they kind of sprout out of the ground. A lot of times, I, this is something I've been feeling myself, like you do, you put in so much work, you, you fight every day for something, nothing seems to happen, but then you just gotta have faith that all the work you do will have meaning in the end because, you know, uh, it will give you something in the end if you, you, you spend all this time working in the dark, working underground, but then eventually, hopefully, something good will come out of it and you will just blossom. Anyway, that was my six bullet Friday list. I um, Hopefully I don't have to do too many of these again. I prefer just uh, interviewing guests about things that are interesting. But sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Uh, it's sometimes hard to schedule, it takes a lot of time to, to find interesting guests. I think everyone has a story, but it also has to be something that I'm interested in at the moment as well. So I, I just don't pit anyone. But anyway, enough rambling. Have a great weekend and take care. I just also want to say that even though life in the world may seem dark right now, there is still so much hope and don't lose faith in anything keep fighting for what you believe in and keep fighting for what's right and we will get through this and remember that character like a photograph develops in darkness And after
just around the bend, my friend.